This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Office of Personnel Management recently proposed some big changes to federal employee back pay. The proposal came in the form of draft regulations. It could limit the kinds of situations where federal employees are eligible for back pay, and they could exclude them federal employee unions from getting attorneys' fees entirely. The timing of the proposal is curious. OPM hasn't changed its interpretation on back pay for federal employees in almost 40 years. Federal News Network's Nicole Ogrisco joins me now to talk about this possible change. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Jaron. So, Back Pay Act is not something we've covered very often, doesn't come up very often. I think you should probably start by telling us a little bit about what that law actually does. Yeah, I did not know about the Back Pay Act before I looked at these draft regulations, but Congress passed it back in 1966. And the Civil Service Reform Act actually changed a few things associated with the Back Pay Act. That was 1978. And then OPM updated its regulations to account for the 1978 Act in 1981. So OPM hasn't really looked at this issue in almost 40 years. And what it does is it gives federal employees who undergo what it calls an unjustified or unwarranted personnel action back pay. And the Civil Service Reform Act clarified later what some of those personnel actions might look like. So, you know, to quote here, it includes any kind of actions that result in the withdrawal or reduction of all or any part of pay, allowance, or differentials of the employee. So, you know, for the past 40 years, those have included things like a firing, a demotion, a change in grade or step, but it's also included things like improper performance awards or maybe improper retirement annuities, overtime, or other debt, you might say, uh, like a denial of leave or official time. So what OPM is doing here, though, would change some of those circumstances. In what ways? And we'll get to the, the curious timing of this in just a minute, but what exactly would they change? So what OPM wants to do here is they pretty much want to limit the kinds of back pay situations to only removals, demotions, maybe things that might happen with a reassignment or something like that. They don't believe, and this is their reinterpretation of their prior interpretation of the 1981 uh, regulations, but they don't believe that Congress intended personnel actions to include some of those debt collection situations that I mentioned earlier, things like improper performance awards or retirement annuities, that kind of thing. And what they're saying is that in the future, they believe that employees should not necessarily receive attorney's fees if they were to argue a personnel action, uh, you know, for example. So that's the big change. The other big change would be for federal employee unions. So they say that they don't believe that Congress intended for labor organizations to receive attorney fees under the Back Pay Act. And of course, that might have some pretty big implications for federal employee unions, which have already seen a lot of changes already in this administration. And how about for federal employees? It's it's hard to judge exactly how obscure this law is without some data on how often it's invoked to provide back pay. Do we know any of that? Do we have any kind of sense of what the real impact is going to be on feds? So that's a good question. I'm not sure we necessarily know the answer, but in speaking to federal employment attorneys about this, they definitely receive and handle plenty of cases on back pay. 
uh, you know, especially the performance award issue, especially, you know, uh, firings or demotions. And a lot of times those cases involve a prohibited personnel practice or possible retaliation, that kind of thing. And OPM isn't necessarily saying that back pay should change if there is a prohibited personnel practice involved. That's not what they're doing here. What they really want to go after, I think, are those appeals over performance awards. So OPM mentions a specific example in the draft regulations, something that happened earlier this year where an arbitrator found that the Department of Veterans Affairs owed an employee an $1,000 performance award and then over $30,000 in attorney's fees. And what OPM says in the regulations is those fees are a waste of government money, essentially. I spoke with Stephanie Rapp-Tully. She's a partner with Tully Rinke's Federal Employment Practice. And she says that in the future, if these regulations move forward, employees are going to have to weigh pretty much the costs of whether or not they want to appeal something like this. There's patterns in behavior, right? An employee's denied one performance award. What's to stop the agency from not giving any performance awards to that employee? So what would have been one $1,000 award over years could be five, ten thousand dollars $10,000, but an employee is going to be limited to, well, I didn't challenge it then. I'm not going to challenge now. How much is too much? When is it not enough? I think it will probably limit people from just calling and reaching out for advice. Again, particularly to unions, you know, they're... <laughs> They won't feel the comfort in being able to seek legal advice on these issues because they're going to spend more than what they would have gotten if they had gotten the award. That's Stephanie Raptoli. She is a partner with Tully Rinke's federal employment practice. And in the beginning there, you hear her talk about, and I questioned whether, you know, this is really the point to prohibit or to try to limit employees from maybe appealing those performance awards because of this attorney fee situation. Uh, Is $1,000 really worth it if you end up having to pay $30,000 for an attorney to argue that case for, for you? And she said that, you know, employees might risk a pattern there, that if you're denied one, maybe the agency would feel emboldened to deny you another. Okay, Nicole, and, and getting to the why now piece, as you said, this this regulation has not been revisited in the past 40 years. Do we have any kind of sense of where this is coming from? Has someone complained? Has someone sued over these regulations? Again, why now? So we, as far as we know, we don't think anyone has complained, although it could be the agencies and the administration themselves complaining over, you know, that performance award issue that I brought up earlier. You know, in speaking to Raptali, she really pointed to the timing of this before the election and that the comment period would end after the election. And, you know, she said that this seems particularly motivated at federal employee unions. And the administration's made a couple of changes, I think, that attempt to really reduce the financial utility of federal unions over the past couple of years. And I think that's what she thinks this is. It's another attempt at that. It would be all a loss in terms of financials for unions to help employees, their employees, defend against these actions because there would be no compensating that at work. I mean, dues alone will not cover these types of litigations. There's even a question if a union were to get outside counsel involved, they'd be able to recover those funds, those fees. And Nicole, as as you mentioned just briefly, this is not a final rule. This is not an interim rule. There's still a comment period ahead before this would ever take effect, right? 
there is still a comment period. It is just a couple of days after the November 3rd election. And, you know, when I asked Raptoli about this, she said that, you know, if there is a change in administration, precedent has been that the current administration doesn't necessarily move forward with some of those regulations. And she would imagine that the case might be for this particular draft that we're talking about. But of course, um, you know, the administration has known to break precedent. So we're not quite sure where this one will go. All right. Federal News Network's Nicole Agrisco. Thanks very much. Thanks, Jared. And you can find Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.